Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Amazing. Tim Ryder from Metsmerized, Jacob Bresnik, also from Metsmerized, back with me. Uh, we are here to discuss a very big Thursday, a big Thursday in Flushing, Queens. Uh, first things first, Jacob, what's happening, man? Not much. Uh, I mean, we should just get right into it because uh, quite quite a big day. Um, it, there haven't been too many of these, uh, and there could be many more in the future, but uh, certainly uh, certainly an exciting day. All right. So as well, as everybody knows, uh, the New York Mets acquired shortstop Francisco Lindor and pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> we'll call them that for now. Uh, sending back Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, uh, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. If you're not familiar with the last two names, uh, Josh Wolf's a right-hander, second rounder in 2019. Isaiah Green was a, Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong, third rounder in 2020? Technically the second round, third pick that the Mets made this past year. He, he was taken with the, the compensation pick from the Phillies for Zach Wheeler. Yeah. There you go. Bingo. So Cleveland gets a, um, gets a return that's certainly focused on the future. The New York Mets, who we're going to focus on, <laughs> they get a, uh, an absolute superstar in his prime. Um, I, I don't think we can over or understate the excitement that comes along with this move. Um, the ripple effects from it should be uh, interesting to, I guess, watch play out. But um, – Go ahead, Jacob. Let's uh, let, let, let me let me get your thoughts. What's your uh, what was your initial reaction, and where are you now? I don't know. A few hours after, now that it's sunk in. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't think it's sunk in yet. Um, probably won't until we we see uh, Frankie in a in a Mets uniform in spring training. Um, but you know, just kind of came out of out of nowhere, really. Um, you know, Sandy mentioned on the press conference today that they had kind of been. Uh, working on this, not exactly on the on the specifics, but they had been checking in with Cleveland uh, really since the beginning of the offseason. And for them to kind of survive this long without any true leaks getting out, um, I, you know, their, their interest was floated. But um, the fact that, that the uh, particulars weren't leaked until shortly before the, the trade became official uh, is a testament to the operation that they've got working now. Um, you know, I was thinking back to the Robinson Cano trade, which, you know, that's the only time I'll mention it, but, uh, that one, we kind of had a, about a day in advance of kind of feeling like we were building up to it. This one was just thrown on us, uh, really quickly. Um, and you know, like you said, this is a, an elite player, uh, still in the prime of his career, still, still on his, uh, his club control, uh, contract, um, with, with one more year and, You'd have to think that they not only want to extend him, but they have the the best shot at it. Um, you know, I, I mean, any any player who's going to look at their situation, I mean, the Mets situation over the next few years, um, not many teams can can beat that in terms of financials and uh, you know devotion to to winning. So, um, you know, it was so so I mean, it was fantastic. Lindor, boom. Here we go. Carlos Carrasco. That came out of nowhere as well. And, and it sounded like, um, you know, the Mets themselves had always been interested in him, but um, really didn't plan on adding him to this deal until fairly recently. Um, 
But, you know, this is a guy who over the last seven or so seasons uh, has been one of the top uh, 10, 11 pitchers in baseball um, by really any metric. Um, And that's including a season where he literally uh, was diagnosed with leukemia and was able to to battle through that and and come back from it, um, picked up right where he left off this past season. So, um, you know, he is kind of on the older side, but, you know, they've got him on a really, really team-friendly deal uh, for the next two seasons at least and then an option for, for 2023. So, um, you know, they just <laughs> acquired two very, very uh, good players at minimum, uh, if not elite in, in Lindor's case. And um, really, when you look at what they gave up, they gave up uh, a few assets for sure, um, but no one who has the ceiling anywhere near um uh, what Francisco Lindor is now or will be over the life of, um, you know, a, a, an extension that, that he, he would sign with, with the team. So, um, you know, the, the, the Indians were clearly, uh, not, not in a position of leverage. They, uh, were, were, you know, made, made their desire to, to trade Lindor known and the Mets capitalized on, the. uh, they, they have a team now. They have a real team, and, and I, I don't think they're going to stop here. They still have money to spend. They still have holes to plug. Um, and, and this is looking like a, uh, like a team. They've got a, a real foundation put together now. Really, it's amazing how in, you know, in, in one fell swoop, um, an entire offseason, you know, the whole <laughs> – the whole the, everything, everything about the offseason, everyone was getting antsy. Um, you know, you and I both saw lots of fans on social media um, starting to to appear to be really, you know, fed up, almost compare. I've seen people compare Steve Cohen to the Wilpons. Oh, it's same old shit like that. And that's just, you know, hopefully maybe that's what lit the fire underneath the Mets front office to get things moving. But, um, you know. Patience is a virtue, and and you know I, some of the smarter people that we follow on Twitter, um, you know, everyone's been kind of just hey, you know, chill out, let's let's let things play out, and like you said, I mean, the Mets sent over decent players, uh, uh, a stable of decent players. I mean, um, just on the Isaiah Green and Josh Wolf side, these are two prospects who haven't had much uh, professional baseball experience due to the conditions, but. Um, you know, these are guys with high upside and Cleveland's clearly building for the future. And um, I think they, they checked off some boxes there. And, you know, when it comes to Rosario, I mean, he's still a young player. He just turned 25 in November. Um, we've seen his, I guess, him him firing on all cylinders. And that's certainly a, um, I guess you put it well, it's an asset. And for a team like Cleveland, who is going to have to now has to field a, a major league level shortstop. Now they have Ahmed Rosario to plug right in. And I know, you know, Mets fans should be rooting for him. And in Jimenez, um, they get, you know, arguably a more complete player than Rosario, who, you know, if you're looking at it realistically, Cleveland now has their middle infield set for the next few years. And um I think it's a it's a tough pill to swallow for Cleveland fans, I'm sure, but it's also um you know it's a nice way to move forward, and you'll start to see 
I don't want to see it say I don't want to say it'll pay dividends early, but you know you're not going to be looking at Joe Blow playing shortstop and saying oh this should be Lindor. Um, you know you have a major league caliber replacement for Lindor, and it's not Lindor, but it's Ahmed Rosario, and uh, I really uh, you know I, I think that Cleveland will over time um, at least the fan base I think. I hope that they're going to come to appreciate what they got back. I hope Wolf and Green both pan out and uh, become major league contributors. And I'm, you know, personally really rooting for Rosario to to, uh, to to pick himself back up in the new surroundings. And I think Jimenez is going to continue to do terrific things. Um, you know, as a fan, I think we wish the, the best to all of them. But uh, looking back at the roster now, I mean, you put it, perfectly how you know this is pretty much brought the Mets up to snuff and they're not done yet and I guess sending off Rosario and uh, Jimenez it it opens up a bit of the roster log jam that was here um, Luis Guillorme who we've been speaking about a lot lately uh, he, he's gonna you know uh, I guess at this moment in time looks like he's gonna get a shot to get some more playing time uh, you can toss Jeff McNeil around a little more. Uh, I'd still prefer to see him at third base just to up the infield defense. But uh, I guess, as Sandy said today, um, the team's really not looking to lean on Dom in left field. He'll probably have to play there. So uh, McNeil will most likely see some time. Uh, Nimmo will see some time. I Then he had got the Chris Bryant rumors that are floating around today. That's exciting. Um, as you said, you know, there's no expectations that the Mets are done yet. And as the offseason trudges on, it almost feels like there's more opportunities by the day. So, I mean, you know, you can guess and say, oh, maybe this and maybe that. But this is uh, it's exciting. You know, the options on the table and the foundation that they're building. It's uh, it's something else. What, what do you think's next? What's on the what's on the list in your mind? Yeah, well, I mean, just kind of. I guess this is reiterating what I was saying before, but you look at it and this is really a, a market that's in peril uh, from both the trade side and, and the free agent side. Um, when you look at the fact that we're inching closer every day to spring training and three of the best free agents uh, are still out there. I feel like it's been radio silence on, on JT Real Muto's end uh, for a while now. Um, not that the Mets would be interested in him after picking up a can, but um, you know, it is just the free agent market is at, at that top, at the top level, is just not moving quickly. And the, uh, trade market, as we've clearly seen time and again with, you know, Darvish and Snell and, and door, um, teams are, are kind of desperate to, uh, to sell. Um, so I really think, you know, you look at the Mets, where they are, who, who they've got running the show and, and pumping in the cash and, uh, they just have a real opportunity to to capitalize here. Um, I don't see any reason why the Lindor move would explicitly take them out of the running for George Springer. Um, you know, if the Mets want to claim, uh, you know, that their financials are, are not going to line up and, and they really want to stay away from crossing the luxury tax. Okay. Um, but given absent all that, um, you know, I, I think still pursuing Springer uh, would be a good idea, and I really don't think anyone's going to 
uh, approach what the Mets uh, could possibly give him uh, as close to his demands as, as can be. Um, so they clearly need a center field glove. We heard uh, our, our good friend Mike Mayer report today that, that they're keeping tabs on Jackie Bradley Jr. That would be a, a solid fallback option as well. Um, and they just need to keep plugging in the, the depth, you know, filling in with the minor league signings, you know, you can never really predict those, um, more bullpen arms, more, more, uh, starting pitchers, um, versatile guys who can play multiple positions, um, you know, depth, depth like that. Um, you know, but if this is, if this is the final huge move that they make, um, I think we'll be looking back at a solid off season, uh, as long as those, uh, marginal improvements, like I mentioned are, are there. Most definitely. And um, I'd certainly, you know, if Springer's not in the cards, uh, I, I personally love a Jackie Bradley Jr. I think he's a terrific, well, well <laughs> it's not I think, he is a terrific defensive uh, center fielder. Um, his bat, you know, it, it was on an uptick last season. Let's see if that holds up. But, um, yeah, it'll it, it'll certainly strengthen up the defense up the middle. Um, I, I would assume the Mets are probably exploring other center field options because, uh, I mean, outside of, let's say, if they're still focused on Springer and, and if he's, you know, just as fallback options, I should say. Uh, you know, you're Jackie Bradley. Um, I mentioned on Twitter, I think I mentioned in a Metsmerized article last month or so, um, you know, I, it might be a long shot that he's available, but, uh, uh, excuse me, Nick Senzel in Cincinnati. Looks to have been supplanted in center field by Shogo Akiyama. Um, number two overall pick in 2016. Has, you know, he's, I don't want to say he struggled, but he's had a tough time kind of translating his uh, amateur and minor league success into the major leagues. You know, if he's available, this is a guy who I think would fit the Mets' needs to a T. Um, but again, whether they can package him with a Luis Castillo, because I still think pitching is a is of uh, of need. You would love to see them add some, whether it's middle of the rotation or even like. Uh, excuse me, everybody. My voice is pretty much shot. <laughs> I'm trying to to push through this, so <laughs> my apologies. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see another pitching pickup, whether it's middle rotation, whether it's uh, a Castillo, and you know, it, you have to assume that. The Mets are still at least kicking tires on Bauer. I mean, yeah, there's options, and that's such a cool thing that, you know, and the Mets are still in it. They still have irons and all the fires. You have to, uh, you know, at least presume that things are still cooking, and it's uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly uh, optimistic about where they're at now, uh, bullish on where they're going to be come spring training. But, um, yeah, this is uh, – it's all new territory. I'm almost speechless. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, one of the splashiest moves this team has made, uh, you know, in the last 20 years plus. Um, and if you bring in the context of, you know, who is uh, writing the check, uh, well, you know, it's it's not like they're they're they went out and spent a ton of money, but if you look at who's spearheading overseeing everything. I'm of course referring to, to ownership. Uh, you have to feel, 
um, a little more excited and, and hopeful about how this one is, is going to turn out um, compared to some of the other big moves that have been made in, in franchise history. So um, yeah, it's, it's weird territory. It's uh, weird that the, the Mets are um, the most relevant team in New York right now. I mean, that's not even a biased what, uh, way to put it. It's just kind of the facts. Um, so it's uh, definitely, Definitely a, uh, a changing of, uh, of the tide, for sure. Back pages in January are fun. Uh, back pages in October are better. So let's oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> let's hope that this all, all roads lead there. But, um, you know, did you happen to see James McCann talking on? Uh, he was, uh, what was it, Instagram or something? He was, he was talking to fans or taking questions. Yeah, he did a little Q&A. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, dude, this guy fires me up whenever he talks. Like, he's just – him. I said it on Twitter too. Between him and Stroman, man, like these guys could get the fan base to run through brick walls. But, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, just the way he was talking, like you, you, could, you could tell he understands the, the science of pitching. He understands the nuances of pitching. And, and you know – from a pitcher's perspective, one has to assume. That, I mean, that's just going to be such a, a welcome, a welcome change, and that's not necessarily a knock on Wilson Ramos and, um, you know, Tomas Nito certainly brought that to the table. That same sort of energy. You can't, I guess, without regular playing time, it was kind of hard to get the full, uh, the full effect of that. But with a guy like McCann, I think it's just going to, you know. The Mets, I don't want to say they're built around pitching, but, um, you know, between DeGrom and Stroman and, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential for this to be a, an extremely valuable rotation. I think McCann's just going to make that kind of bridge that gap so much cleaner than, I, I don't want to say than a real Muto, but uh, very impressed by what I'm seeing from McCann so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I, I – have kind of not made it uh, or not been shy about kind of how I felt about the contract uh, or, you know, the, the, uh, the signing. Um, but listen, he's clearly, like you said, he's, he's excited to be here, wants to be here, wanted to be here, um, has a very, uh, you know, 2021 approach to the game and his position um, and seems just as excited as uh, Stroman and, you know, other players who have been vocal on, uh, on social media about just, you know, being here. And uh, that's, that's definitely step one. Um, whether he's going to parlay that into success on the field is, is a different story. And I won't, I won't go into that for sure, but um, yeah, guys, guys want to be here. And uh, I can't imagine that there aren't a bunch of guys sitting on the free agent market right now who are, looking at this and, you know, looking at how, uh, the Mets got positive press when Trevor May signed, they got positive press when, uh, Stroman accepted the qualifying offer when McCann signed and, uh, now for, uh, for this. So, um, you know, the people are, are seeing that agents are seeing that and, uh, just, it's a foundation that's being built that, that will only, uh, serve the team well going forward. Now, do you think a presence like McCann behind the plate 
is going to play a factor in um, the Mets reported interest in like a Brad Hand or a Liam Hendricks or, um, you know, do you think that's going to be a selling point or do you think that, you know, Steve Cohen and the and the excitement around the organization right now is enough of a selling point? Yeah, I don't know if McCann specifically would uh, influence a, a player's decision. I think, um, you know, I, I'm sure he's a, a respected guy uh, who's played in two organizations and has uh, received praise from the pitchers he's worked with. Um, but I don't, I don't know exactly if pitchers would, would be signing uh, huge contracts ex- just because of him, but um, definitely the, definitely the Steve Cohen effect is real. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's, it's just a bonus that, that they'd be, uh, they'd, they'd be working with a, a catcher who's, <clears throat> Of, of McCann's quality. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a, I guess, like I said, it's just a, such a welcome change. Um, one less thing to worry about. Um, I'm certainly intrigued by the, uh, I guess you're, you're, I don't even think you can call them second tier guys. It's more like, uh, take a flyer on your, uh, on your Corey Kluber's or your James Paxton's of the world. Um, I'm certainly intrigued to see what, uh, what the Mets uh, coaching staff could do between Hefner and Ricardo and hey Ricky Meinhold now yeah. uh, now a part of the uh, pitching staff. Congratulations to Ricky. I, I know that he's listened to the show a couple of times. Um, you know, with the research and development and analytics departments all being expanded, with uh, so much more of an apparent like streamlined effect when it comes to building this roster, when it comes to conveying information. You know, in the past, the Mets would pick up a reclamation project for the name. And now it seems like they would go out and grab a Kluber because they really think that they can get the most out of him. And that, you know, that doesn't even just go for 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 guys coming back from injury. Um, oh, geez, who was it? I, and as you guys can probably tell, we're just winging it at this point. There's not a ton of news out there, but. I always like talking to Jacob, and I think it's, uh, <laughs> it goes both ways. So we're kind of just bullshitting talking Mets right now. But, um, ah, damn, right tip of my tongue. We were just, I was just talking about it on social media a few days ago. But, uh, yeah, just I think it's a, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's certainly a plus that you have all these eyes and, um, you know, not to knock the last regime, but smarter eyes looking at things now and I think we're really going to see uh, Mets players kind of getting the most out of their abilities and I guess, of course this is a best case scenario but um, boy if all those pistons are firing and you are relaying that information to your players and it's able to be conveyed in a digestible way like man the sky is the limit and now they're backing up the rod like it's now it's not just oh let's hope that we can get the most out of these players like no they're bringing in top flight first class players and let them get, you know, get their hands on this information and see where it can go. Like you could probably hear it in my cracking scratchy voice. I am over the freaking moon, man. This is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just a really, uh, hopeful time. And unlike previous hopeful periods, uh, in Mets history, um, or, you know, within the last, 20 years, um, there's no reason to, um, 
believe that it, it'll be unfounded. Um, so, you know, I, it's like you said, and, you know, talking about stuff like the coaching staff and, and player development and all that kind of stuff, which goes beyond um, the literal playing of the games on the field that, that goes into building that infrastructure is, is exciting. And um, I think that's something that we're going to find, find more uh, information out about uh, over the coming months. Um, there's still a lot that hasn't been announced or, or finalized or, or whatever, you know, like for example, the Mets don't have a farm director right now. Um, there's still, uh, you know, minor league coaches that need to be hired and, and stuff like that. So um, it, it's exciting. And, and there's just more, more where the excitement has come from. Um, not just this year, next year, two years down the line and, and going forward. Sustainable success, right? That's what, that's what Steve Cohen said it was all about. Um, you heard, you heard Jared Porter talk a little bit today. I was on my way home from work. I didn't catch the whole presser. But um, I'm kind of uh, whatever I did see from him today. I'm really digging the aggressiveness. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he. You could almost smell. You could smell the wood burning, bro. Like this guy's always just ah, love it, love it, love it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please, no, I no, no. Hear your. No, I just thought that he came across as very, um, you know, measured, and and he kind of has an idea for where this team is at currently and where he wants the team to go. Um, you know, he reaffirmed the commitment to the, uh, top, uh, prospects in the system and, you know, didn't, didn't say that those guys were untouchable, but said that they'd prefer, uh, to keep, you know, about five or six or seven guys, um, as they build a, complete organization. Um, he talked to reaffirmed the, the, uh, the need for more pitching depth. Um, and, uh, that's certainly something that they're going to need to, to be successful over a, uh, a full season. So, um, you know, I, I think it would have been easy for, for him to, to come out and declare, <laughs> declare this team a, a, uh, you know, national league contender right now. And, you know, there's, they're certainly up there, but there's, there is room to grow. And I think Porter, um, kind of expressed his, uh, his, uh, desire to, to keep going keep pushing and, and keep, uh, making additions to this team. Yeah. And, and to know that, you know, the front office has the backing of ownership to go out and build a championship team. Like, man, it's, uh, I, in my head, I'm comparing it to like, you know, you always see like old cartoons or old movies, like people stuck in a desert and they see mirages and they finally see something that's real and they don't believe it's there. That's where I'm at. <laughs> we Like you were saying, like for so long, we saw like just almost like, a, a, you know, a sleight of hand almost like, oh, yeah, we were almost in on this guy. Oh, we almost had this guy. Oh, but we're going to get the most out of these guys. And. You know, now it's just no, like just kicking all that stuff to the curb, and it's uh, laser focus on, on on one goal, and it's uh, it's exciting. And boy, I mean, I don't know if this is just like the buzz from adding Lindor or the whole off season together, but man, my optimism—it's usually at like a nine, like I'm at like a thirteen right now, just insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting, and 
I kind of feel like a broken record at this point, but it is, it is exciting. And, uh, it is, it's, it's, a, nice. it's a, it's a new, new outlook on, on what it means to, uh, you know, follow this team for sure. Well, I think me and you just broke a record for how many times we could say exciting in one podcast. And there's so, a lot more where I that, there's we, a lot more where that came from. <laughs> oh, you know, we got bags of excitement. Um, I think we're going to, uh, we're probably going to chop it off right there then. Um, as you guys know, as the uh, as the off season turns, um, you know we'll try to be back anytime there's big breaking news. We're going to keep on. Uh, we're not going to call it an emergency pod because we had many hours to prepare. But uh, yeah, this is um this is something new for us. So uh, Jacob, what do you got cooking on your end this week? Should we be looking out for anything? Ooh, uh, you know nothing specific right now, but I'm gonna be diving into uh, you know the. The numbers under the hood for for the Mets uh, two new uh, studs, and uh, hopefully be sharing my my thoughts on Twitter. You guys know where to find me, Metsmerized. If uh, anything breaks, and uh, yeah, you know, just keep it locked in. Um, Mets Miners has their top thirty coming out soon, right? Well, uh, <laughs> that was the plan until the Mets traded two of their <laughs> uh, you know top ten guys. So. Uh, I think we'll we'll have to readjust a little bit and then uh, get that out there as soon as we can. Nice. Certainly be looking out for that. Um, as for the show, uh, keep an eye out. Certainly working on some guests. It's kind of like, you know, it's the dead of the winter. So, uh, you know, like I said earlier, we don't have much, but we try to bring you something every now and then. Um, yeah. You guys know where to find us. We will see you next time, and uh, let's go Mets. Yeah!